it's important just to point your compass towards joy. And play like you, be like you, and don't overthink it. I was gonna, um, I was gonna surprise you with a game, like a little question game. Mm. Yeah, but that 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 customer just threw through my afternoon. You didn't get around to it. Didn't get around to it, ladies and gentlemen. I had uh, someone bought a shoe off me, and they were just the the, the classic nightmare customer. <laughs> so I've been on the phone dealing with that. But I did have a question. I did have two cool questions. I think. So bring it. We'll, pl- we'll play a little bit of the game. Do you want to okay, play a two-question wanna- game? This is going to be amazing. <laughs> Do you want to play the intro music for the game? What you got there? You know what? what? I deleted it because we oh. have eight snare samples, so I had to make room at the top of, yeah. of old Zencaster. Rick Rubin over here recorded. Mate, how many, you've, been, you've been going in today, mate. Dog. How, how did you do that in 20 minutes? It's 8.17 a.m. I've already tracked eight snares and mixed them and edited them. And just like editing yourself in video, it was so hard to not put a little bit of spice on my snare. I was like, you yeah. could use a little verb. We'll talk about we'll talk about how I uh, how I edited this in just a second. Let's get to Eddie's game. Okay, so one, two of the questions that were going to be in this game that I had, one of them was, who's your dream podcast guest that you don't think we can get on the podcast? Whether they're Ooh. dead, whether they're just so unobtainable, like who would be your dream dream guest? <clears throat> wow, what a question. Well done. Oof. Um, whew, I think it would be either um, a Brit that's probably not overly famous, but... Uh, famous to me, named Brian Cox. Uh, so Brian Cox is an astrophysicist. So anything yep. you've ever seen about science on the BBC, he was the guy. Yep, I love him. He, st- he started the shaggy hair way back. <laughs> when yeah. everyone was going faux hawk, he was like, faux no, I ain't doing it. Yeah, I'm just yep. shaggy hair all the time. So yep. Brian Cox would be amazing because he's kind of my educational hero. He's the guy that I patterned all of my mannerisms after. He's the guy oh, cool. that I studied the most because I thought if he can make string theory or supermassive black holes, uh, the information about them attainable to the general public, surely I can do that with a buzz roll. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was honestly my thought. Like, yeah, I he, love him, mate. I, I wanted to go watch him at the O2, but I didn't get tickets in time. Damn. <laughs> what, you mean he was giving a, a talk there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was doing like a oh, live wow. show thing and it was at the O2 Arena and it was oh. huge. It was going to be this mad presentation with like loads of stuff going on in the background and just didn't get yeah. tickets in time. It sold out, which is unfortunate, but yeah. You know, he's he's just kind of the best at that thing. He's also a great musician. Uh, he was in like a total signed band as a keyboardist. I um, never knew that. He was on yes. a talk show in the UK, like a game show talk show thing. And the game is based around whether you're lying or not. And you say something that's kind of like, people go, surely not. Um, and his was about some backstage antics when he was in this band. And it was a true story. And I was like, no, what? he must have been the most boring member of any <laughs> band of all time. But in my hey, eyes, the most interesting. Right. You guys want to go to the strip club? We could, or we could go to the planetarium. <laughs> To be honest, I would wait. I would be up for the planetarium. 100%. I'd be like, Brian's the man. This guy is an animal. We're going to the planetarium. Uh, So yeah, Um, I'll just leave it there. Brian Cox would be my dream guest. Okay. And this is a bit of a... I like this question, um, but yeah, who... who, (laughs) That was me. How sick are you? My my thought process there. Don't know what happened there, mate. Um, That's okay. Who... Who would you love to get on the podcast that you think we can actually get on? Someone that... Okay, yeah, easy. I already know that right away. Okay. Uh, that would be Nick Collins, Phil's son. Oof. I'm a huge yeah, fan of out. his drumming. Rem- even though Phil Collins is my idol, I see no similarities in their drumming and their approach. And I love Nick's playing. I would love to know what's the... What is it like to play for not only one of the most famous bands of all time, but then your dad's in the band, yeah. but your dad's also the former drummer of the band. I mean, no one has ever in the history of the world experienced what Nick Collins has gone through. I'm playing for my dad, but my dad's one of the smartest drummers to ever live, but my dad's also the singer. But this is also a famous band where if I mess up the fills, it'll upset everyone because everyone treats this band, Genesis, like it's a religion. Like, damn. I cannot, yeah. and not, and also knowing that that's not his style. Nick doesn't play like he's in Genesis, so it's like 
I'm I, I I became a massive fan of his um because of that. You know, I'd watch him play in his own band and I'm like, he's nothing like the guy that should be playing for Genesis, yet he crushed that gig, but he also had to play for his father. Yeah, man. Just I mean, so many, so many different things going on all at once. Yeah, mate, it must be a, a very psychological gig, that one, to be like, yeah, you know, you want you want to be your own person. But like you said, some of those feels are just so iconic. I mean, could you imagine? We all got in we all get in our head about like the feels that are coming up. Like, oh my mm-hmm. God, here it comes. Don't muck it up. Could you imagine the in the air tonight feel? Going Hit, playing, a rim. and then going, Oh my God, what does it go like? Knowing everyone in that arena is gonna air drum the exact mm-hmm. part. Don't muck yep. up. Don't muck up. Nope. Don't muck nope. up. Nope. <laughs> Remember, we have no bottom heads here. It's gonna feel a little weird. Just <laughs> get through it. Um, yeah, so I think I think Nick would be somebody. Him and I have talked a little tiny bit behind the scenes, like DMs and stuff. I've talked about possibly um doing a camp with him or involving him in something like 21 drums, but not to the point that we're like buddies. Like we've never spoken on the phone or anything like that. Yeah. But I I he seems incredibly kind and very humble. But I I just I'm fascinated by that situation of like, you're doing what your dad did. You're doing it in your dad's um, band while also making a name for yourself and separating from your dad and being your own artist and getting, I I think any like Mick Schumacher is going through it right now in formula one. But at some point it's like, I know I remember I I have met my dad. Yes. I know he's famous. Can we please Mm -hmm. move on? I'd really like to be my own person. So yeah. So I think that would be really, really interesting. Okay. So real quick before we move on to, snare drum mayhem who's an unattainable guest that you would like to have on this podcast oh that's a it's a good question i wonder who, i wonder who's, you came, came up, up with it so yeah, there we go <laughs> I, how sick am i <laughs> um, okay um that is a yeah that's a real tough one man i would love to have someone like virgil virgil abloh okay. rest in peace um i would love there's there's a a brand called amy leon door um you would love them actually they've 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 blown up they've been going for a good while but okay i'll send you them after this podcast mate and you just check out their aesthetic and the guy who runs the brand sending me stuff that costs me money i know mate stop sending me pictures of watches cameras it's that watch (laughs) oh my god moving on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he's um a guy called teddy and he owns this really cool brand and i would love okay. to get yeah someone on like him or him to talk about what it's like to run I, i'm fascinated by successful brands that keep their non-successful like ways about them if that makes sense they're they're huge yeah. but they don't over promote anything they don't like slap their logo on everything i'm just fascinated by that in a world yeah. where it's like give me five tiktoks a day um, give me this, give me that content. It doesn't matter about quality. I'm fascinated by brands and companies that just solely work on quality and like aesthetic and taste whilst yeah. making millions of pounds. Do you know what I mean? It's, I mean, it's such a, a legacy thing. I, I'm, I just saw one of my friends recently, I would say maybe in the last two days, say, all right, given this, <clears throat> excuse me, given this TikTok thing a try. And I just thought like, why? Why are you giving it like, unless you're into it, why? And all you did was really just post your Instagram video on TikTok. Yeah, TikTok is not Instagram. Instagram is not TikTok. TikTok is not YouTube. Do what you do, whatever that is. Sometimes the platform fits it. Sometimes it doesn't. But um, I, I agree with you with brands that are just like, look, whether this platform folds or not, this is what we do. This is how we advertise. This is how we take pictures. This is the stuff we make. And by the way, we're going to do it 20 years from now. And I think that that's the biggest thing that I hope that young listeners to this podcast realize is I I don't think it's anything new. I think you and I went through it in like the early 2000s with the rap game where it was like, man, that guy has one song on the radio and drives a Lambo and lives in a mansion. And then we come to find out that MTV Cribs releases the notes. It's like, dude, he rents that. Actually, he doesn't even rent that. The label rents that for him. Yeah. He lives in a trailer. It's not <laughs> even a nice trailer he, or a caravan, whatever you guys call it. So it's like, okay, well, don't you want longevity? Don't you want to do what you're doing and chip away at it? I don't want 2022 to be the most massive year of my career. I want it to be 2% bigger than 2021. 
mm-hmm. and I want the next year a little bit bigger and 5% bigger. And I just want to grow, grow, grow for the rest of my life. And then it's shot, doom, ca- and then I die. That's it. <laughs> like just growth, 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 death. Do you want to die like a shot, doom, Debbie boom? Yeah. Are you going to? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I want to, okay, I want to get to Debbie. And that's it. Okay. If I don't get halfway through a six stroke roll and die, yes. then my I haven't completed life. I want to get to right, left, left, dead. <laughs> Great. If I ever find out about anything tragic about you, I'll be like, do you know what stroke he was on? Oh, okay, so he made it he made it to the second set of doubles. Yeah. I actually yeah. don't feel bad about it. He's he's <laughs> he's pretty stoked with how things ended. Oh, good times. All that right, well so good. first of all. Speaking of dream guests, how rad was Ann Duskus last week? Yeah, amazing, man. It was such a good shout. I had a lot of DMs about that one, actually, just saying how much Same. it helped them. And yeah, it was cool. It was cool, man. She's she's wicked. It was great just to have that different perspective. And I think that we need more of that. We always talk about how we get our influence outside of our industry. Let you know Why not bring that into this podcast and hear how people think about things slightly different than we do, especially being... You know, we we have such a weird, weird industry, not only that the size is kind of odd. And what I mean by that is music is massive. It's everywhere. Everyone in the world that's, you know, one years or older has heard music, some form. But there's so seems to be about 11 current drummers shopping in the United States. That's the total <laughs> market. So and, and everyone's fighting for the scraps. So it's a weird thing where music is massive, but the drum industry is actually pretty small as a whole. And then you fill that in industry where with only artists. So all the customers are artistic people. They see things differently. So you can't market to them like they're the normal consumer. You have to treat it with care. You and I have talked about this so much behind the scenes about I don't I'm sorry, I don't want to make a commercial because I don't want that going to the people that were trying to attract to become our customers because i don't even that's such a weird word i don't even use the word customer at home like amber and i yeah. only say students mm-hmm. we only have students we don't have customers mm-hmm. who has yeah, customers I know. I know. paragon yeah. has customers that's yeah. that's where you can separate your brand and be like okay i'll deal with a customer but yeah. if you know the customer you dealt with today on paragon that was a customer if that same thing was happening with somebody on your patreon page or even on our podcast patreon page we would say like, oh man, this listener, this student, mm-hmm. you know, so it's a, it's a unique thing. So I think that's why it's so important to bring in people like Anne from outside of our industry that might have a different perspective. Yeah, ma'am. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mate, I'm, I'm ready for this episode, mate. I am. Um, I can't wait to hear these, uh, these snares, mate. So no one knows what they are. Do you want, do you want to just let everyone know what's going down right now? Sure. Yeah. Okay. And I think we, you know, I don't want this to be a game show because that can be really frustrating. There's nothing I hate more than <laughs> is this the Sony A7 III or the <laughs> A7S III? It's like, I don't give a yeah. shit. Just yeah. put the name over the top of it so I can look. So we yeah. will tell you guys exactly what snares I'm playing. Okay. Let me just tell you guys quickly how I track this stuff. All of the snare drums have the exact same top head. For the most part, they all have the normal snare head that in all honesty came with the drum. I, okay. I rarely swap out bottom snare heads unless I need to because they're so similar from all three companies. All of them have a single ply coated head from Aquarian, which is actually called the TC1 or some texture coated single ply. I don't even know what the hell it's called. It's just a single ply coated head. So cool. think in Evans, a G, I don't would it be a G1? I think so. Or a, yeah, G1. Yeah. <clears throat> and then uh, in Remo, it would be an ambassador. So it's just the texture coated single ply from Aquarian. And for those of you that are very tune bot savvy, all the tension rods are tuned to 310 hertz. So that's the top tuning. So these are all tuned exactly the same with a tune bot. It's shocking how much the pitches go up and down based off of the drum itself, the material okay. it's made out of. And really what I wanted to do with this is talk to you guys about how to pick your snare sound because I'm of a, th- a theory and I've, I haven't heard this much. So maybe I'm just an idiot, but I think right around bar six of any snare drum you become accustomed to it and it's just the snare sound i think yeah like and that might be late maybe bar two you're like yeah the first hit you're like ooh, crazy and by the second (laughs) hit you're like i don't know 311 it sounds pretty normal it's like okay he's playing a timbali (laughs) um so so i don't think that the stuff matters that much what i think matters is how well does it work with your drum set how 
versatile is it to work with different genres of music? And then really, honestly, how is there any overtones? None of these drums have any overtone. As far as the mix, tiny bit of compression, tiny bit of EQ, no reverb whatsoever. And keep in mind this, I don't have a snare mic. So this is just an overhead, but I think gives, it'll give you a better sense of how it would sound if you were actually in the room with it. Definitely. So definitely. I just picked eight random snares from my shelf. You ready? I'm ready, mate. I'm ready. Okay, you got both in ears in? Both. Cranked. Okay. Let me turn okay, it up to 11. There we go. First up, 14 Ooh. by five and a half, A&F, Raw Ooh. Brass. Ooh. What a great adjective. First word that comes to mind, that one, rich. It's not bad. Yeah, that is not bad (laughs) at all, that one. As we try not to step on each other's toes. (laughs) A&F, not bad at all, mate. Flipping heck. Is that like, are all A&F drums custom? Or can you just buy... Is that like from a range? Yeah, they make enough now that you can buy them. Yeah, so um, you can buy them from a shop. Uh, I mean, they are made... You know, there's no big factory in Asia right. somewhere. It's it's okay. one at a time. Um, so 14 by five and a half, ANF raw brass. What I hear out of that is exactly what you said. It's got a richness to it. It's got a thickness to it. Mm-hmm. Now, the other thing is the reason why I tuned to 310 hertz is that is almost the, that's the most medium snare tuning I could find where you're going to get the most character out of the drum. Any drum in the world, if you tune it loose and put your wallet on it, it's going to sound like <laughs> It's going to sound amazing. Yeah, yeah. Any yeah. drum in the world, if you crank it up and go full three eleven, and and go full Limp Biscuit fifty ply OCDP, yeah. it's going to sound great. This is the tuning that drums do not like. <laughs> but I mean, if and don't crank it. That was my whole entire touring <laughs> totally, existence. It doesn't like, even matter what drum just, they give you. I'm I fine. don't even hit it. I'm just like that. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I'm good. Cap, yep. cap, perfect. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> totally. Like I would base it off of the resistance in the drum key, not yeah, ever yeah, yeah. off the sound. Definitely. It's like, I can't turn it anymore. I think we're good. <laughs> as soon as it does that and like squeaks the metal. All right, yeah, we're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think the the reason why I want to start with that is I think that was on a metal snare line. If you had all the money in the world, when it comes to metal snares, there's no way that that snare drum could embarrass you. It always is going to sound, you know, like you said, Rich. Just one more quick listen. Yeah. And keep in mind, I have no gels. These are these are single. So that's as much tone as it's going to give you. Like, listen to the, yeah. those overtones are so pure. Yeah. There's no. It's, it's thick, like you said. Like. It just, yeah, you can sort of visualize it when you're hearing it. I mean, I love metal drums, man. I think I actually prefer metal snare, metal snares. I think I'm definitely leaning that way, and I'm I'm working on trying to get a. Oh, so here we go. The 14 <laughs> by five and a half. So the next drum I, is the polar opposite. This is the most rare snare drum I own. If things ever get a little wonky with my career, this is the one I'm selling first. Uh, this is one of 29, and I think there's only wow. about 20 left in the world uh, that have known whereabouts. This is a 1929 Ludwig and Ludwig super sensitive mahogany drum with decorative inlays. So in 1929, they produced 29 of these anniversary drums. Uh, I got this from Nelson Drum Shop. And I've never changed the heads. I've never done anything to it. This is actually the first time I've even tuned it. I, I've wow. never, cha- I've never even touched the tension rods because I'm so scared it's going to go kaplink, and I'm like, Jet, no, <laughs> son of a. So I, this, I even tuning it, I was like, please, baby, you got this, you got this, you got this. <laughs> uh, so this is the most polar opposite. This is the one drum that I think is a time capsule. Metal drums don't really age in sound. Mm-hmm. Sonically, they just are always sound amazing. And you'll see that later when we get to our 1920s Ludwig nickel over brass. 
But Woodrums, they're a time capsule. This thing kind of sounds like the 1930s. So this is a 14 by five and a half Ludwig super sensitive mahogany snare drum. What, what depth was that again? 14 by five and a half. 14 by five and a half. Yeah. yeah. It's cheeky. It's just the, the A and we started big on the A and Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, like we. <laughs> I'm sure Rami at AF was like, good luck, kids. Good luck beating that one. Might want to save that one till the end. Yeah. It's like, who but, wants to go first? He's like that. <clears throat> Me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, okay, cocky, come on up front. And then you go like, well, honestly, yeah, yeah, you deserve to feel like that. But that drum, to me, it's a time capsule. Like, I cannot get the ANF. I can't get a Ludwig Black Beauty. I can't get anything to sound like that. So if I had, like, let's say a ragtime gig where we were doing a movie soundtrack and there was a 1930s dance scene, I'm grabbing that drum because nothing else can do that. What did, what did it feel like? <sighs> It's it it's bouncy. Hard. Hard to play. No, it's bouncy, man. Okay. It's weird. But but keep in mind, I mean, the head's probably a thousand years old. It's pro- it's probably made of St. Peter's skin. Um, so <laughs> probably go to hell for that one. Um, but oh man, you know, funny funny story, <laughs> funny story. I've just got to cut in. I'm so sorry, mate. But so in the UK we do grades. I think it's is it the same in, in the US for like drum grades? So we do like No, one, we two, do three. not have that. You guys okay. that's a you thing. So I think I was on grade three and I was in school and I was doing my grades, right? And um, you do a bit of playing and then uh-huh. the guy, it was in like a local church or something, did a bit of playing, a bit of sight reading. I was doing all right, you know, and then he <laughs> just came out of nowhere with these questions. He was like, okay, it's a bit of, bit of Q&A now. And I was like, about what? He was <laughs> like, oh, it's just, you know, a bit of drum Q&A. First one, <laughs> what are drum skins made out of? Plastic? or animal skin and i was like that animal skin i just <laughs> I, yeah. I just had no i was like i just freaked out didn't know what to say even though i knew the answer i sort of stopped and went what the, i'm not hitting an animal i'm hitting plastic i know it's plastic i break these things all the time so i just shouted out animal skin and he was like that okay <laughs> all right yeah i got like a didn't get didn't get a good grade on that one anyway well Maybe we can track him down because I've definitely, I definitely dropped off a, a couple of modern drummers when I was on the cover to some old band teachers that said I'd never amount to anything. Yeah, exactly. Here you go, Mr. Yeah. LaFranchi. Here you go, yeah. Mr. Worshipit. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to let you guys know it all worked out. You said that I would accomplish nothing because I spent my whole time throwing pencils into the ceiling. Well, yeah. guess what? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. And I mean, they did used to be made out of animal skin. So you were right. You could have been like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was a, a 1915. <laughs> Ludwig I, mean, Ludwig. I, I think in my head I was like, no, this started off like that. That's that's what he was saying. I just wasn't listening, basically. And then when he looked okay. at me, I just said, Bleh, and then that yeah. was that. Anyway. Human. All right. So <laughs> that that drum to me, like I said, it's a time capsule. When you play it, it feels it just makes you not want to play the groove I played. It makes you want to play something almost tighter, a little more funky, or something kind of ragtime-ish. But it also has this, if you put like a couple, like a gel on it, it has this Anderson Pot kind of vibe that you could do some really cool stuff with it. So, Sick. all right, next up, this is a 14 by five and a half Evitz Jara drum. So you and I talked a while back, my favorite drum parts about that intro fill to the Spin Doctor song, Two Princes. Yeah, This is the same wood that that Brady drum was made out of. This is uh, a drum that Steve from Evitz made for me over the course of like six months. We talked a lot about it. Then when you and I went to Drumazon, that's, you know, you were obsessed with something. I was totally obsessed with all the Evitz drums and I, mm-hmm. I hit every drum because mine wasn't done yet. And I was like, okay, this is my first time ever seeing them in person. So let's check this out. This is going to sound, just so we have a reference, here's that 1929 Ludwig Super Sensitive Mahogany drum. It does like that five-stroke roll. 
Yeah, it does. When you get to that, it yeah. likes that. All right, then. it's got. It's, it sounds in, in the not in the most respectful way. It sounds like it's going to break in a good way. It sounds like a like exactly like a toy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like. <laughs> It's like, is this one of the most rare snare drums in history, or did you get this at the grocery store? <laughs> <laughs> All right, 14 it's, by it's five crazy. and a half, Evitz Jara snare drum. Oof. It's got some body. Yeah. That's nice, man. Like that'll do. When you hit it hard as well, you can really, really hear like the quality and like that's what a snare drum it sounds like. Do you know what I mean? It's like you got a snare, yeah. This one, end of conversation. Yeah, done. It, yeah. It, it's very similar to the ANF. It'll never embarrass you. Like mm-hmm. uh, I, I think that that drum, it, it's special. The jar of wood is so dense and so hard, um, even more so than birch that. It also has a massive volume ceiling. That that drum um, was the only one that I actually had to turn. Like when I did the mix, it said, just so you know, you just went 3 dB over, but it's the same mix for all the drums. Yeah. And I was like, I played them all the same, but it's just, it's literally a louder drum. So yeah. if I was in a band, it's going to cut through the mix great. But once again, like no crazy overtones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a I mean, single ply head with no gels. Yeah, I know it's crazy. It doesn't sound like a single ply head, does it? It's crazy. I mean, uh, how did that one feel? That one, it does actually feel a little bit more like stiff. I would say so. Mm-hmm. It feels like the head is tighter than it actually is. <laughs> just get that out of the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, for those of you that don't know, I just turned my mic off and coughed. Um, thanks, buddy. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, I think it. Uh, it it feels a little bit more solid. It feels like it wants to be hit harder. Where the fourteen by five and a half mahogany felt like get as delicate as you want, you know. So I think mm-hmm. that if I was back touring in the rock thing or touring in any situation where I just wanted to really lay into the drum, that drum absolutely supports it. But you can hear, I mean, especially right when I start. One thing that I love about all these drums, and it's something that will cause me to not buy a drum if it if it does this, but None of these drums have the almost like tom only sound until you hit them hard enough to engage the snares. I like snares that you hear the snare when you just like breathe on it, you know? Yeah, same, same, man. I'm always like that. Turn the bottom snares up. 100%. Let's listen to this one more time. This is the 14 by five and a half Evitz Jara ply snare drum. your point earlier i i I agree like there's almost three different completely or three completely different snare tones going on from that in that crescendo Mm -hmm. um until you get to that high volume then all of a sudden this new tone emerges and you're like oh Mm -hmm. wow i didn't even know that drum lived in there yeah that's its sweet spot if it was like i mean i don't know know, it sounds like it man yeah yeah just just give it a whack just smack it there we go (laughs) brought to you by <clears throat> so how much is right. an, how much is an Evitt snare drum? What are they? I think they're got... probably around a thousand. Um, right. Okay. You know, I because we were doing like a thing where I was helping him promote that we were making it and everything. We did like a, a deal that kind of worked out for him mm-hmm. and worked out for me. I never want to cost anybody money. I never want anybody to lose any money. I'm happy to pay for great craftsmanship. Um, so I think they're probably around $1,000. Same with the A&F. You're probably looking around. I would say right now, any handmade, high-end, boutique, quality snare drum, you're looking about a grand. And then as far as the major companies, you're probably in the the high fives to about 800 for a great right. snare drum. Cool. So Brilliant. that's about all of these are kind of in that area, except for the, the second one. That one, it's so rare um, that those ones are pretty expensive. Uh, okay. All right. On to... The classic of all classics. This is the what started it all. This is a 14 by 4 Ludwig 1920s nickel over brass. This is what became the Black Beauty. Okay. Um, so the really the only difference is the nickel that is plated over the brass shell is now darker. It's black nickel over brass. But this is this is the one. This drum, 
is a hundred years old. And this, <laughs> wow. sh- this shiitake mushroom does not age. Wow. This thing sounds incredible. 14 by 4, 1920s, Ludwig, nickel over brass. It's the, oh my god! What like you 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 know because you've explained to me before why are black beauties like looked upon as some of the best snares ever made? I think it's a couple things. I was actually thinking about this while I was tracking this because we do have a fourteen by six and a half Ludwig Black Beauty that is just <laughs> Eddie. You should probably leave the studio when I play that one. It's just <laughs> trouble for you. It's so good, but yeah. I I think there's a combination of two things. One, it's it's the nickel over brass seamless shell combination. By the way, that drum at that time, I don't believe was a seamless shell. I think that was a two-piece shell. But right. it's the combination of the nickel over the brass that just smooths out all the overtones. It makes a really pleasing musical tone. I mean, it's not like you can just make... How come there's no steel saxophones? How mm. come there's no... You know, it's like, well, there's a reason. It's not like nobody's like, oh, damn it, I forgot to try steel. <laughs> They've tried it all. There's certain things like brass and bronze that are more musical to music and to sound frequencies. So this is one of the most musical things, a nickel over brass show. I I own a 1970s chrome over brass. Gretsch, I own a 2018 chrome over brass. I think nickel over brass is a more pleasing tone than chrome over brass. All that being said, it's that plus I think it's a little bit of familiarity. I think because it's the most recorded snare in history, when we hear nickel over brass shells, we go like, oh, that's it. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, because that's all you've ever heard on all recordings. All Very the samples, point. no matter what you play, they replace you with that. Well, they replace you with a 14 by six and a half version of it. But yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like there's yeah. a familiarity. Just like when I hear Gretsch drums, the the stupid part of my brain that knows this isn't correct goes, well, those are better. And it's like, are they better? Or did you grow up listening yeah. To Vinnie Caliuta, Phil mm-hmm. Collins. So it's what the norm is to you. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, man. Also, what's the... Uh, I'm not too sure if other drum companies do this, but Ludwig do the... Is it 10 lugs and then six lugs, eight lugs or whatever? They have a different amount of lugs. Yeah, so usually <laughs> 10 and eight. It depends on the right. drum and the era. You know, okay. a lot of this stuff too comes down to, you know, like um, Gretsch does five lug rack toms. All So 10 and 12 are five lugs instead of six. And there's all these explanations for it. And then every once in a while, somebody from Gretsch will be like, yeah, like in the 1930s, we just realized we could save a crap ton of money by having one less <laughs> lug and you Love can tune that. it just about the same. And it's like, that's probably the reason. Right. Okay. Follow the trail of money. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I think that obviously 10 lugs gives you more fine tuning of the drone technically, but you're also adding mass to the shell. And so that's always the balance. Like, well, What's the point of having this great shell if it never gets to resonate because there's a bunch of lugs attached to it? Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's a balancing point of like, okay, well, then let's go down to six. Well, then the tuning gets a little wonky on anything above a 12. So, you know, an eight lug is kind of the standard, but there are 10 lug versions for people that want more fine tuning. I don't think it's necessary. I think you're just putting more mass on the shell. I think eight lug is kind of the sweet spot for, um, but at the same time, if you told me, but that was a 10 lug, I'd be like, okay. Whatever. I, I, I honestly can't tell. Like, it's yeah. not that big of a deal to me. I think it's bigger. It's a bigger deal with, in Ludwig's world, what they call the, their imperial lugs. So the non-tube lugs. Those mm-hmm. are actually, you're attaching metal to the shell, which obviously is going to cause it to resonate less. I think something like a shallow DW drum, where they have these massive lugs and you've got like a 14 by 4 yeah 10 lug it's like well there's really no shell i mean there's more metal than shell now so mm-hmm. those are the times that i think the lugs really matter that's interesting all right that was not that was yeah. nice though man that's it's instant for me yeah the, the, the black beauty i'm like oh and that you know there if it sounded a little thin in the mix keep in mind everybody that's a 14 by 4 so mm-hmm. listen to the tone not kind of how dominant it is that's a 14 by 4 that's what it does it's not going to be as have as much body as a five and a half or a six and a half. 
All right. So just so we can AB metal versus wood, let's listen to that 14 by 4 1920s one more time. That's enough of that because my snare's next and my snare sounds <laughs> nothing like that. <laughs> my snare can't compete with that. All right. Wait, why did you do that to yourself? I didn't mean to. Oh, I didn't mean to. No, you are just a banger. I've played it several times. It's amazing. All right. So mine, uh, <laughs> since it's the only one that I was part of creating, I can tell you the whole goal with my 14 by five and a half Brooklyn standard is just versatility. That was it. We actually made a metal version first. And I love it. And I actually still play it quite a bit. Most people can't tell because it's uh, it's powder-coated black, so people think it's my normal snare. Right. I love it, but it had a tiny, a tiny tuning range where it only kind of worked at my tone. The whole point of this was I knew a lot of my students were going to buy this snare, so I needed it to be as versatile as possible. So Great. here's the 14 by 5.5 Gretsch Brooklyn Standard. This is maple, followed by four plies of poplar, followed by a maple inner. deep man it's deep it's got some balls to it isn't that crazy that that's the same tuning as the 14 by 4 ludwig nickel over brass same exact tuning yeah Uh, it's got some beef to it it's a thick snare for sure Mm. um you can crank it up you can crank it down obviously but the goal is just that that's like a very almost generic snare and i know that sounds like a negative but that was the goal like let's just get people their first professional snare drum that truly won't embarrass them after that get whatever you want um I, so, so I how come it, you didn't call yeah. it? How I think you, you might have explained this before. How come you didn't call it your signature snare drum? Just I, I just marketing. I think that signature products always do poorly. Um, so I've never had a signature product that was named after me. It's the Transition Ride, the Brooklyn Standard, and the Any One. You still there? Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. I'm here. Yeah. Okay. I'm back. Yeah. My screen I'm back. just went black. I'm back. Yeah. We're good. We're good, baby. <laughs> Literally, my screen was like, I've got stuff to do. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just marketing. I, I've never, even my cowbell is is the groove bell. It's not the Mike Johnston. So um, have you have you ever had someone like say to you like, oh, you know what you, would work well for you? The Brooklyn Standard. Um, so many times on the transition ride. So many really? times on the transition really? ride. So <laughs> many, like people are like, so I, I think you would like this. It's a 21. And I'm like, here we go. Uh, is it extra dry? Yeah, it's in the extra dry line. Is it called the transition ride? Yeah, yeah exactly. The transition ride. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'll check that out. That looks amazing. <laughs> um, would you like me to recite the marketing pitch to you? Uh, oh, it's a great is... symbol with amazing stick articulation <laughs> blended with, you know. And so, um, so yeah, I, I, I think that my thought when I started being lucky enough to have signature products was, well, what worked on me? I was a huge Phil Collins fan. Didn't play his sticks. I was a massive Dave and still am Dave Weckl fan, never bought his symbols. And I think it was because his name was on the top of them and, and they were, it was called the Dave Weckl, this, the Phil Collins, that, so and I was like, but I want to be my own artist. I don't want to play your stuff. So I thought, yeah. well, and not only for me, but you know, we look at like, uh, Madden class, Richie Martinez, uh, even Gartska at time, I think maybe at time, I don't think it's his normal one, but all these people have use the transition ride as their main ride um the the dude that always uh from spain i think that that always smokes weed and has a cowbell on his snare oh yeah 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 yeah. i, yeah. I just don't know yeah. his name but i know monster player he's yeah. got my cowbell on his snare 24 7 it's like i don't know that he would if that was the mike johnston cowbell because yeah, he wants to be his own dr- drummer i never really thought of it like that it's such a good way of putting it because i i, I don't think i would want any signatures on my kit i think it would have to be so from your past like i think you could play the lars snare but i don't think you would play even though she's our sister would you play the annika nil snare like probably not just because it's like it's not because of the snare it's just because you want to be your own artist yeah so that my thought was well i've made a product with these companies that honestly might i've never had a product that didn't fill a gap in the lineup 
So if I'm filling a gap in the lineup, that means that maybe other artists are going to want to play this. If I put my name on it, the other artists don't even have an option. They will not mm-hmm. play this. Yeah, but if we just call it the the Brooklyn Standard, the transition ride, um, you know, then we're good to go. So that's yeah, that kind of explains the marketing behind. I that. love that. And then the, you know, if you know, you know, sort of thing. And, and most people totally. do. It's, and it's even cooler that way, I guess. Yeah. And when they don't, like like you said, it's like, oh, you should check out the Brooklyn Standard. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Is it fourteen by seven? No, no, fourteen by five and a half. Oh, that's my size. But I like, but I like matte black drums. No, it is matte black. Oh shit! I'll check it out. All right. <laughs> that's so good. Mo- moving on, uh, uh, you should start a website. Okay, yeah, um, you should teach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're really good at explaining things. Thanks, man. Uh, what's his claim to fame? I've never heard of him. Yeah. Uh, the the classic. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> Who does he play? Uh, for? All right, <laughs> no one ever. Fourteen by five and a half. Bucks County Oak Drum. Now I picked this because I know you have kind of a fascination with Oak. So let's listen to this. This is going to, I think this will surprise you because we all have a predetermined notion in our head of what, especially if you live in California and you're surrounded by Oak trees, it's like, it's dark. It's fat. It's only made of bark. That's it. They don't even use the (laughs) interplies. It's just bark. And it's like, it's a pretty versatile wood. 14 by five and a half Bucks County Oak Drum. Interesting. It's so is that what you thought oak would sound like? No, it's, it sounds way more like a metal snare drum than I thought it would. Totally. I was so surprised because there's two things happening. There's what you hear and then there's what the microphone hears. Mm-hmm. When I was going in and cutting out all the space between the drums, I was like, oh, no, I got that wrong. That, that can't be the oak. And then I listened to me because I'm literally shouting the microphone. 14 by five and a half. Bucks <laughs> County. Oak snare drum. And <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's just so good, man. I people have no idea what is being like like what being a content creator is like. It's by just by yourself. It's just a weird life, man, isn't it? Like <laughs> Dude, I'm like, I'm never gonna remember these eight snare drums once I get into mixing them because I re- so I just good. pressed record and did them all at once, but I'm yeah, putting yeah, them back yeah. on the shelf, come back, tune bot. So yeah, when I was mixing that, I'm like, there's no way that's the oak drum. Like, listen again how snappy it is. If you told me that was steel, I would have believed you. Totally. And almost when we look back at the Evitz drum and that drum, it almost makes sense because the harder the wood is, the closer it's going to be to metal. I would assume metal's like pretty damn dense compared to yeah. wood and all the open pores that are in a wood shell. Uh, so it kind of makes sense, but I was really impressed. I mean, obviously, I don't have any slouches in this lineup. These are all the top the cream of the crop snare drum so they all sound amazing back to my earlier point about by bar two i'm like that sounds like a snare drum yeah Um, yeah yeah yeah. it's they kind of all sound you know i mean we'll do some a b's in a little bit back to back and back or uh, well (laughs) (laughs) i'll just write that little point down to edit out um but you know i think these all are amazing drums but that one is so far the biggest surprise for me yeah, that's it. That's that's a surprise to me as well. I wonder what. Um, I would love to hear like a, an oak kit, like a full. It must be. I know you would, buddy. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. You've told me many times behind the, the scenes. The cheeky oak. <laughs> it's, it's. I thought it would be really similar to walnut, but I don't think it is. You know. I mean, that's a no. walnut behind me right now. Walnut's way different than that. Yeah, I mean it. It's it's so tough to tell because, like I said, it, a lot of it comes down to. The room I'm in, the mic I'm using, that I'm playing all of these drums. So I bet if we threw a snare drum in front of Steve Jordan and just said, give it a go, we'd be like, man, it just sounds like Steve Jordan. So it's like, yeah. it's going to kind of sound all the same. But that one definitely surprised me. All right. Now yeah. up for the king dingling of all snare drums, the 14 by six and a half Ludwig Black Beauty. This it was a gift to me from Chris Hancock over at Rooster Thrones. When we made the snare wall, uh, that was probably like, I don't know, four or five years ago when that got installed here at the studio. 
And within a week, a box showed up and it just said, every snare wall deserves a black beauty. And I was wow. like, wow. And as a Gretsch God. guy, I never would have bought one. It's 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 because it's like, I'm sorry, I'm not admitting like there's no way that the president of Adidas owns a pair of Jordan ones. No way. He's like, <laughs> he's like I get it. I know they're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I work for Adidas. I started the so company. True. I'm not buying these stupid ass shoes. And so, so I I rebelled against the Black Beauty because it's like everyone was telling it's the best drum ever. It's the best drum ever. I'm like, yeah, well, it's not. So whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> me just being a jerk. Uh, but then Chris sent it to me. What a gift. Um, Mate, that's I mean, a, that's an insane. They're not cheap either. No. That's insane. <clears throat> I wish, I w- Sorry, my voice. <laughs> I wish someone would give me a Black Beauty. Do you know what I mean? You know what? <laughs> anyone out there that's sick of their Ludwig if, if anyone's like god I hate how this snare drum always sounds perfect yeah, I want yeah. this out of my lineup send it on it. over to Eddie yeah I need He'll it I need it. it for my um, snare I'm just trying to I don't have a wall what do I have I'm, you I'm, have I'm like a, a snare uh, maybe a snare table maybe a snare floor I've got yeah I've got a snare floor <laughs> there you go <laughs> snare end table alright let's check out the 14 by 6.5 Ludwig Black Beauty <laughs> it makes you play different buddy yeah we, we gotta hear we gotta hear that again it does <laughs> it does make you play different that was saucy <sighs> i'm turning my headphones up Would you say it's the goat or not? I can't. I don't. I you can't really, can you? Legally, I, I don't think you can argue with it. But let's go back to our before we go in on the Black Beauty because it, it's obviously amazing. Let's check out the fourteen by five and a half ANF raw brass. It's the closest. Okay, it, it's an inch different, but it's the closest I have. <laughs> I have to tell you though. Listen to how much slower the tempo was when I had all the time in the world. By the time I got to Black Beauty, I was like, I'm not going to make it for this podcast. I'm not. So all of a sudden, I'm playing like 18 BPM faster. But what, what were your thoughts on hearing that? Impressive. Richer, it's thicker. It is, yeah. And it's like you're hit, in, in that ANF, I feel like you've really found its sweet spot. And it's just like, oh, okay. But yeah, the Black Beauty for me and the ANF uh, are very similar in their ways. Definitely. Yeah, and I think what that should tell everybody is that a great brass snare drum should be in your lineup. Yes, you can get copper. I have bronze. I have steel. I have everything here. But start with a great wood snare drum, preferably maple if you want versatility, but it could be anything. But a great wood snare drum and then a great brass snare drum. That could be ANF, could be Ludwig, could be Gretsch, could be anything you want. But they are your bases are covered after that your fight with your you know with your wife is on you okay because you don't need anything else so what snare are you picking take yours out of it let's let's say me me and you i'm i'm you know i'm your mate i'm gonna pick your snare just okay you're gonna pick your snare what snare are you taking 14 by five and a half anf raw brass you are i'm going i'm going into a session with sting and Sting's like, uh, we don't have a lot of room, so I just need you to bring a snare. And by the way, if I don't like your snare, you're fired. I have the best chance. Everything else is a wild card because it's got so much personality that they could just he could just go, yeah, I don't like that. But yeah, the the fourteen by five and a half ANF raw brass. It, like I said, it'll never embarrass you. It's just job done. Listen to the fourteen by. So just so we can hear the tone. Here's the fourteen by five and a half raw brass. And the 14 by six and a half Ludwig Black Beauty. 
besides the tempo change, <laughs> should have done this with a click. Um, <laughs> but be- like, really, it's hard to argue against either of those. They both have something. There's something in the overtone of the Black Beauty that's different, and the and then the the uh, ANF has like a a breath and a width to it that's different. Keep in mind, these are these are not fourteen by five and a half, both or fourteen by six and a half, both. These are an inch different in depth, so it's not a black and white AB comparison. Now, yeah. Hmm. What are you taking? I'm going black beauty. I can't even say it because I'm smiling so much. (laughs) I'm going. (laughs) I'm going black beauty all day long. Yeah, buddy. One hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, they're all amazing in their own way, but there's something about that black beauty sound that I think you're right. It's just I've heard it so many times subconsciously. Uh, yeah when you hear it there's a moment where you go like well that's 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 a snare drum and mm-hmm. that's what it's become and once again you you can't go wrong with it um and i have owned some drums and i've played a lot of black beauties from different eras and people be like oh you have to get one pre this or pre that i actually don't find that to be the case i find that they're all pretty similar i find that like the tuning the head choice all of that is more important than did you get a you know an an olive badge or whatever it, or a keystone badge? Yeah, I kind of find that it's like honestly, like that's that's a modern one. I, I don't know exactly what year Chris bought that drum, but that's a modern Ludwig Black Beauty seamless yeah. spun shell. Uh, it has the tube lugs, not the imperial lugs, and it just yeah. I mean, you just it, it would be another one where you take it into a session and you never have to worry if they're going to say, uh, drummer, do you have a different snare drum? All yeah. they would say is. Can you tune that up a little bit? Can you tune that down a little bit? Now, the big wild card in the bunch is the Ludwig Acrylite. This is our last snare. Ludwig Acrylite is an aluminum shell. This would have been a student model drum back in the day. So they would have been sold. Usually they were sold in full sets of you've got the case that comes with it. It came with a snare stand. It came with a pair of sticks. It was like the student package of I'm going to play drums. Mm -hmm. And you can usually find them on eBay or Reverb like that like with the case with the snare stand and everything for under 300 bucks oh don't um, i'm gonna go home and try and find that and a rolex now this is me- this is mental <laughs> they're both and they're and both of them are just skyrocketing in value go for <laughs> it um so the the four this is a 14 by 5 5 ludwig black beauty i bought it from nelson drum shop because someone had put two lugs on it and i'm a huge fan of two lugs and as far as i know the Ludwig Acrylite never came with tube lugs. So when I saw it, I was like, I have to have it. Um, for any Ludwig historians out there, this is a Keystone badge era. And But they're, honestly, they all kind of do the same thing. The thing with the Ludwig Acrylite, though, is it's an aluminum shell. So it's a little bit more dead than steel or uh, brass, obviously. So it's almost kind of like the in-between, between a metal drum and a wood drum. I have this thing at a medium tuning and I don't have any gels on it. Usually you would put a gel on this and just kind of kill it and it just goes snare. And every time you hit it, it just goes snare. That's all it does. That's why people love it. And you can find them used for as low as 150 bucks, 200 bucks. I mean, I got this one, I think from Nelson Drumshot and I, you know, did not ask for a bro deal or anything. I bought it behind Bryson's back. So he didn't know. And I think I got it for like 225. Oh, so Um, they're cheap, cheap. They're super cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and every collection should have one. And Ludwig still makes the Acrolyte now, so you can buy a brand new one, but you can find them cheap on the used market. So let's check this out. 14 by 5 Ludwig Acrolyte. love that's like nasty almost yeah oh it is so it would be the dirty snare drum in your bunch like you have your brass your wood like i said everyone needs three snares (laughs) 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 so good (laughs) (laughs) this is the rabbit hole that we all fall down everyone's going home and like Getting in an argument with their wife or husband yeah. about like, okay, yeah. what like what explain to me what is four hundred pound here? What is nine hundred pound there? What's so babe, This is aluminum. Um, it's kind of the dirty <laughs> one of the bunch. And uh 
But yeah, that is like the the kind of drum where it's like, all right, so producer, you're telling me that my thousand dollar brass snare isn't working for you. My thousand dollar wood snare isn't working for you. All right, you want an acrylite? And that could be the one where they're like, that's what I was looking for. It's like, I got it. I mean, yeah, that's it's got a vibe about that one for sure. And it's the vibiest out of the bunch for sure. It is, man. It is. I, uh, I actually, that might be up there as one of my one of my favorites out of the, the sounds we've listened to. I think it sounds really good in your room as well. It just sounds good with your playing. Well, we're about to find out how much you actually believe what you're saying because now I'm going to play a random snare for you okay. that we've already heard, and you're going to tell me is this metal or wood? And from there, you just try to narrow it down. Okay. <clears throat> Here we go. You ready? Uh, I think so. This is a... I'm going to go for oak. Wow. Pretty damn close. That was the 14 by five and a half Evitz Jara snare drum. Oof. So you were pretty close. We, we, we said that the, the oak and the Jara were very almost metallic, but still wood. Mm, they're, so, they're, yeah. It's, it's, it I've is never seen you concentrate that hard, bro. I, I thought you froze. <laughs> I thought you froze. You thought Elon had, had done me in with the internet again. <laughs> Oh man, it's, it's it's interesting though because as much as that is hard and that is actually really really difficult to do, like when you actually think about it and zoom out, there are there are it, you can tell the difference somewhat. Do you know what I mean between the the metals, the sure. metal snares, and, and the wood snares? But that's interesting, man, because you do get the woods like the oak and like that one that do that they cross the line a little bit. Yep. Um, Let's do them all cool. back to back really quick. We'll just do that intro um, crescendo. Okay. 14 by five and a half, A and F, raw brass. Fourteen by five and a half, Ludwig, nineteen twenty-nine, mahogany. Fourteen by five and a half, Evitz Jar Apply Snare Drum. Fourteen by five and a half, Gretsch Brooklyn Standard. Fourteen by four, nineteen twenties Ludwig nickel over brass. Fourteen by five and a half Bucks County oak snare drum. Fourteen by six and a half Ludwig Black Beauty. And fourteen by five Ludwig Acrylite. this has been amazing man to listen to different snare tones i can't remember the last time i actually heard i don't think i've ever done this where i've heard where i've a bead like a wood snare a metal snare and then a different depth um i've never i've never never done that actually it's so nice to actually educate myself on the different sounds and you know how how they how they do sound completely different and usually when we're doing it we're doing it on youtube videos from completely different people different rooms, different mics, different mixing techniques. And it's yeah. so hard. This is one overhead microphone. I had almost no kick mic in the mix at all. So that even the kick is just from the overhead. Mm -hmm. And then I also had all of my toms off of the stage. So there was nothing resonating. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So this is like as pure of a comparison as you can get. 
it's not overly scientific. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm not, I can't spend all week doing this stuff, but I did tune bot all the drums to the same um, exact tuning. And I think that what it shows too is how much that pitch can change based off of the depth, especially when you hear the, the Brooklyn standard, cause that was always back to back or the Evitts back to back with the 14 by four Ludwig nickel over brass. Mm. You're going from a wood 14 by five and a half to a metal 14 by four. And it gets so much snappier and, and the, it almost sounds like it's cranked up and it's like, but it's not, it's just a shallower drum and a mm. denser metal. So um, hopefully everyone listening learned a lot. I oh, mate, they did. And for that, they should sh- sign up to the Patreon page. A shout. Um, but mate, I was going to say, what, 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 were we, what were we just about to talk about? You, 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 uh, you know, you said I am, um, I'm actually liking playing a metal drum at the minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was talking to you about like, because I, I know that you've got like a lot on your mind. So, <laughs> so oh. good. They, oh. no, they, they, we that was an oh. in joke, but it won't be an in joke for much longer. Don't worry, oh. listeners. Oh. <laughs> When you guys listen back to this in six months, that'll make so much sense. <laughs> Woo! That good times. So good times. Good. You need some plants in the studio. Let's get you a plant. <laughs> All right, everyone. I hope I you guys it. enjoyed the heck out of this. I hope you have your favorite. And if you are a patron, please jump on the Patreon page and let us know which one of these snares would you be picking. And if if I didn't use the snare you'd be picking... Tell us what you would like to hear. Maybe I own that snare, or maybe it's just something that I can get in a short fight with the wife over and pick one up, because uh, I definitely want to do more of these. I have 35 snares at the studio, and I, we only did eight, wow. so um, we should definitely do some more. I, wanna, I want you guys to hear steel versus brass. You know, It'd be really great to do an entire series of just the metal drums, so we can go from mm-hmm. copper to bronze to steel. Um, and mixes in between and aluminum and check all. And I have, uh, you know, a CNC aluminum. So a solid Oof. aluminum shell versus the acrylite, which is a rolled shell. So it's, you know, the, the Gretsch aluminum I have is as thick as a maple shell. The, the Ludwig that I have is rolled. I also have a generic Ludwig acrylite. So it's like a Ludwig acrylite copy. Let's listen to those two back to back and see if we can tell the difference. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed this, by the way, for all the patrons out there, we had, uh, first of all, thank you guys. We had an amazing patron hang, uh, the other week, but now we've got something new two times a month. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. You named it. So I'll let you take the credit for this one. Okay. Um, so yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we, uh, we are now every, every twice, every other week, Sunday drum day, mate, where we get on zoom and we just talk about drums and life and geek out. We may get, uh, you know, patrons teaching in there, talk about what we're going through on and off the kit. It's more of like a, a hang, like a, a, yeah. a, a therapy session, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's just a, a Sunday drum day where we can talk about everything drum related on and off the kit and just geek out and help each other out, man. Either start yeah. the week in an amazing positive way or end a stressful week with a with a a nice sort of calming and just yeah just a fun fun session on zoom man it's gonna be i think that you know it's it's one of those things where we can't be ashamed to admit like hey sometimes this is kind of lonely and it's like yeah i know eddie and i both know eddie's in a shipping container (laughs) you, you you don't have to let him know what being lonely on the instrument is like we know what it's like. We've been there since the beginning, since we were little kids and we empathize with you and we want to like, let's just, let's just stop ignoring it. Let's just get it out there. Um, so, and let's celebrate the things that it's like, yeah, it is lonely, but today I, man, I found a new favorite song of all time. Holy hell, bro. It is the banger of all bangers for you to jam to. We're going to love it. Uh, so I'll pull it up. Cause I, it's so good. I just can't remember. Is it a, I know is it a new song? New song, new artist. Uh, the artist is Girl in Red. And okay. the song is Serotonin. S-E-R-O-T-O-N-I-N. Um, May I, I tell you what is an, a, an amazing song that's just come out. Um, I never really liked much of their old stuff. Ima- Imagine Dragons. And okay. they, they've got a new song out called um, Sh- Swimming with the Sharks or something. I can't okay. remember. Uh, yeah, again, it's so good. I can't remember what it's called either. Yep. Sharks. Yep. Sharks, I'm on it. Listen to this, ready? I've got to just play you this. Ain't there really a friend? 
The chorus, ready? Give me that chorus. Here we go. Oh, it's Woo. so fun! So oh. fun to play to, you, man. Love it. Love now it. you guys are gonna listen to these songs through our phones, through our little mics. But you ready, dude? You ready for serotonin? Yeah, give it to me. Okay. She comes in with a little chorus right off the bat. But when the verse hits, game changer. The verse is the jam. We need to do the drum with Mike and Eddie uh, playlist on Spotify, man. We got, we got to do it. We got to do it. We're starting it today. Yeah, we're starting it today. Yep. Whew. I got chills. I'm, I'm going to go shed the hell out of that acolyte. It's still on the <laughs> kit right now. I'm going to beat that thing to that song. Yeah. Everyone, we hope you enjoyed this. If you want to be part of Sunday Drum Days with us, head on over to patreon.com forward slash drum with Mike and Eddie. The link is in the description below. Please consider when we look at the numbers of people that listen to this podcast and the amount of patrons we have, it's almost 0.3%. <laughs> Pull the car over. Support the podcast. We're trying to stay ad-free. We don't want to have an ad from Manscaped. You know what I do to, re- to remind myself of things is I screenshot. So at the end of the day, I've just got like loads of random screenshots yeah. on my phone. And I'm like, what, what is this? Oh, yeah. I've screenshotted a podcast I want to listen to or like, I don't know, support. whatever it may be. So if you're you busy right now. You actually do support podcasts. Yeah, 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 I do. You're yeah, a patron of multiples, yeah. I am, mate. I support the hustle. Um, so if you are busy right now, all I'm going to ask of you is to screenshot your phone right now and then later on in the evening when you're at home chilling, nothing to do, open your phone up, go, why have I screenshot? Oh, yeah, I need to sign up to Patreon. It takes it was. one minute. That's what it was. To all the patrons out there, never feel guilty listening to this part because you're the ones that have been supporting since the beginning. We absolutely love you. We appreciate you and we will see you on Sunday the 17th, I believe. Let me double check that. Sunday the 17th at 9 a.m. Pacific time we'll see you guys then that's 5 p.m eddie time because i don't know what they call their time so i'm just gonna call it either eddie do time. i i can't keep you don't mind it, if mate. we call it eddie time do you eddie time everyone should be everyone <laughs> should be on eddie time you know how sick he is everyone have <laughs> exactly. an amazing day hope you guys enjoyed the snare drums but for now 91 is in the can we are approaching 100 that's crazy. <laughs> 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 <laughs>